Hello, everybody. Andrew Gamison here with the Speaking for Him podcast. Super grateful that you've taken the time to join us again this week. We are on part four of the Pilgrim's Progress, and I'm super excited for you to hear that. And I've just been so blessed to be able to share this journey with you. Uh, it's been quite the labor of love for me from start to finish to see this come to reality. But I couldn't have done it without so many people who have been praying and supporting the project along the way. I've been trying to acknowledge each individual episode's cast um, as a part of the episodes. And, and so I hope that you are enjoying that and that you will um, give your thanks to anyone in the cast that you might know for the effort that they put into this because they, they most certainly deserve it. And, of course, uh, I, I I say Caleb Thiessen's uh, name a lot, um, but it, it, the work that he put into this is phenomenal. And I have to say that when this editing process started for him and I, I was not thinking along the lines of sound effects. But he came to me and he said, do you want me to do sound effects? And I was like, sure, if you can pull that off. I would be so grateful. So I really feel like that enhances the experience, and I hope that you've enjoyed it. And we will get to that fourth episode very shortly. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about what is going on. Well, you know, one of the reasons that I decided to do this Pilgrim's Progress project in the first place among other things, was because of the COVID shutdowns. Now, that may sound strange, but I, I've already related a little bit of the process on the podcast, how it was about three years ago that I first got the vision to bring this to life through multi-voice recording, and I kept coming up with times that I wanted to go in the studio and do it, and it never worked out that well. Well, I ended up doing some... Uh, theater over Zoom for Master Arts Theater, and then I got the vision to say, hey, we can do this on Zoom. So I brought my friends together, and we put this together. And so I'm very grateful to be able to share it with you, and I'm grateful that we were able to do theater through this very dark time for community theater. But that brings me to the first thing that I want to talk about on this episode, and that is I want to share with you something very special from Master Arts Theater uh, they have been doing, uh, well, actually, this is the second straight year that they have done a winter mosaic. And basically what the winter mosaic is, is it is a showcase of the talents and abilities of the people that work closely with Master Arts. And this year, uh, because of COVID, instead of it being an in-person event, it's been, it was done online, which is kind of... A bummer, but the good news about that is that you can experience it right along with us. I believe it will be up on the Master Arts YouTube channel and live for a little under a week by the time you hear this. So please take the opportunity to check that out. There's some great performances. There's an original monologue about Naomi and Ruth um, by Kathy Van Lopik. There's a duet by John and Samuel Wilson who took part in the Pilgrim's Progress Project. Um, and now I want to play a clip from that that is just some introductory 
comments from our executive director, Timothy Van Bruggen, talking about the importance of supporting community theaters like Master Arts at this time. It really is a fight for survival. I have wholeheartedly supported them in the past, and I will continue to do so. We are looking forward to some really good times for the theater, if the Lord wills, in 2021 and 2022. You can get more information about that by watching the Winter Mosaic video. As I said, it should be up a little under a week after you initially hear this podcast. Welcome to our second annual Winter Mosaic. This year, held completely online because of, well, you know. What is the Winter Mosaic, you ask? Well, it's an opportunity that we take in the winter to shine a spotlight on the wide variety of artists and performers who contribute their time and talent to our performances here at Master Arts. What we do is we offer them an opportunity to do whatever they would like, to stretch their creative muscles and send it in. And then we put it together in a show. It's also an opportunity for you, our audience and patrons, to continue to support the ministry of Master Arts Theater. There's a couple ways you can do that. You can go to masterarts.org and click on the donate button and you can safely and securely donate through PayPal with your credit or debit card. You can also find links, if you're watching this on our social media pages, Facebook or YouTube, you can find links to donate in the comments or the description below. Or you can send a check into the office to our address at 7577 Street Southwest, Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49528. Now, we have a lot of fantastic, fun performances to share with you, so we're going to get started right now. Enjoy the show. And I share that with you because um, Master Arts means a lot to me. In September of 2003, my brother was invited to be a part of Pirates of Penzance with the theater, and I have not missed a main stage production since, and it's been a big void in my life to not be able to be out at the theater every couple months watching a new show or being involved in a new show. Uh, the last One of the last shows that was able to be completed... Uh, was Christmas at Pemberley. Now, we had Father Brown after that, but if I remember correctly, that run was cut a little bit short from what it was intended to be because of the things that happened with the coronavirus pandemic. So it's been a while and a lot of revenue under the bridge since the coronavirus changed the dynamic for things in the community, theater community. So they really need your help. And so I'm just asking that if you have benefited in any way from Master Arts Theater, that you would consider giving them a donation. They would certainly appreciate it. And if you want to find out more about Master Arts, certainly watch the Mosaic video and then go to masterarts.org and you can get more information about what Master Arts is planning to do, Lord willing, in 2021 and 2022. I would be grateful if you would do that, and I know that Tim and the others at Master Arts would be grateful as well. 
One other thing I want to mention before we get on to the next portion of A Pilgrim's Progress is that The Chosen is going to debut Season 2 on Easter Sunday. Now, those of you who have been listening to the podcast for any length of time know that I have been profiling the episodes of The Chosen on my podcast. It's the first time I've actually taken in hand to profile a TV series, but I decided as I was watching it to do reviews of each episode going forward. And so I did that over this past summer and it really gave me some good content as I transitioned this podcast to my home studio. And I got to tell you, this series about Jesus, I think is very well done, but I wanted you to know that season one is on their app and that you can watch it for free just by downloading the app. And then you have the opportunity to donate toward future episodes and allow other people to watch for free. It's a very unique model for putting out content like a TV show. Um, Again, this is a very faithful adaptation of the Bible, and because it's done in series format, uh, it's neat that they don't have to hurry through the story. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you after all kinds of evil against you, falsely, on account of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And then? You are the salt of the earth. So that's just a little sneak peek of The Chosen Season 2, which, as I said, is coming to your computers through the app and through the website, thechosen.tv, on Easter Sunday. So I would encourage you to check out The Chosen. And as I said, you know, I realize that it's not the Bible, but I think it's exciting to see people looking at the Bible 
with new eyes, with fresh insight. And I just want to encourage you to take a look at it and to enjoy it and to share it with your family and friends. All right, well, it is now time for Speaking for Him Readers Theaters, Pilgrim's Progress, Part 4. And I just want to share with you our cast for this episode. Once again, we have Craig Apel as John Bunyan. Christian is played by Alex Jacobson. Discretion is played by Laurel Dykema. Piety is played by Charity Gomison. Prudence is played by Melissa Pierbolt Heldman. Charity is played by Deborah Gomison. And Watchful is portrayed by Tim Van Bruggen. And he bowed his head and followed them into the house. So when he was come in and sat down, they gave him something to drink and consented together that until supper was ready, some of them should have some particular discourse with Christian for the best improvement of time. And they appointed piety and prudence and charity to discourse with him. And thus they began. Come, good Christian, since we have been so loving to you to receive you into our house this night, let us, if perhaps we may better ourselves thereby, talk with you of all things that have happened to you in your pilgrimage. With a very good will, and I am glad that you are so well disposed. What moved you at first to betake yourself to a pilgrim's life? I was driven out of my native country by a dreadful sound that was in mine ears to wit that unavoidable destruction did attend me if I abode in that country place where I was. But how did it happen that you came out of your country this way? It was as God would have it. For when I was under the fears of destruction, I did not know whether to go. But by chance there came a man, even to me, as I was trembling and weeping, whose name is Evangelist, and he directed me to the wicked gate, which else I should never have found. And so he set me into the way that hath led me directly to this house. But did you not come by the house of the interpreter? Yes, and did see such things there, the remembrance of which will stick by me as long as I live, especially three things to wit how Christ, in despite of Satan, maintains his work of grace in the heart, how the man had sinned himself quite out of hope of God's mercy, and also how the dream of him that thought in his sleep the day of judgment was come. Why, did you hear him tell his dream? Yes, and a dreadful one it was. I thought it made my heart ache as he was telling of it, but yet I am glad I heard it. Was that all that you saw in the house of the interpreter? No, He took me and had me where he showed me a stately place, and how the people were clad in gold that were in it, and how there came a venturous man and cut his way through the armored men that stood in the door to keep him out, and how he was bid to come in and win eternal glory. Methought those things did ravish my heart. I would have stayed at that good man's house a twelve-month, but that I knew I had further to go. And what saw you else in the way? saw why I went but a little further and I saw one as I thought in my mind hung bleeding upon a tree and the very sight of him made my burden fall off my back for I groaned under a very heavy burden but when it fell down from off me 
It was a strange thing to me, for I never saw such a thing before. Yea, and while I stood looking up, for then I could not forbear looking, three shining ones came to me. One of them testified that my sins were forgiven, another stripped me of my rags, and gave me this broidered coat, which you see, and the third set a mark which you see in my forehead, and gave me this sealed roll. And with that he plucked it out of his bosom. But you saw more than this, did you not? The things that I have told you were the best, yet some other matters I saw, as namely, I saw three men, simple, sloth, and presumption, lie asleep a little out of the way, as I came with irons upon their heels. But do you think I could waken them? I also saw formalist and hypocrisy come tumbling over the wall to go as they pretended to Zion, but they were quickly lost, even as I myself did tell them, but they would not believe. But above all, I found it hard work to get up this hill, and as hard to come by the lion's mouth. And truly, if it had not been for the good man, the porter that stands at the gate, I do not know but that after all I might have gone back again. But now I thank God I am here, and I thank you for receiving me. Then Prudence thought good to ask him a few questions, and desired his answer to them. Do you not think sometimes of the country from whence you came? Yes, but with such shame and detestation, truly, if I had been mindful of that country from which I came out, I might have had the opportunity to have returned, but now I desire a better country that is in heavenly. Hmm. Do you not yet bear away with you some of the things that you were conversant with all? Yes, but greatly against my will especially my inward and carnal cogitations, with which all my countrymen as well as myself were delighted. But now all these things were my grief, and might I but choose mine own things. I would choose never to think of those things more, but when I would be doing of that which is best, that which is worst is with me. Do you not find sometimes, as if those things were vanquished, which at other times are your perplexity? Yes, but that is but seldom, but they are to me golden hours in which such things happen to me. Can you remember by what means you find your annoyances at times as if they were vanquished? Yes, when I think what I saw at the cross, that will do it. And when I look upon my broidered coat, that will do it. Also, when I look into the roll that I carry in my bosom, that will do it. And when my thoughts wax warm about whither I am going, that will do it. And what is that that makes you so desirous to go to Mount Zion? Why, there I hope to see him alive that did hang dead on that cross. And there I hope to be rid of all the things that to this day are in me an annoyance to me. There they say there is no death, and there I shall dwell with such company as I like best. For to tell you truth... I love him because I was by him eased of my burden, and I am weary of my inward sickness. I would fain be where I shall die no more, and with the company that shall continually cry, Holy, holy, holy. Then said Charity to Christian, Have you family? Are you a married man? I have a wife and four small children. And why did you not bring them along with you? Oh, how willingly would I have done it. But they were all of them utterly adverse to my going on pilgrimage. But you should have talked to them and have endeavored to have shown them the danger of being left behind. So I did, and 
I told them also what God had showed me in the destruction of our city, but I seemed to them as one that mocked, and they believed me not. And did you pray to God that he would bless your counsel to them? Yes, and that with much affection, for you must think that my wife and poor children are very dear to me. But did you tell them of your own sorrow and fear of destruction? For I suppose the destruction was visible enough to you. Yes, over and over and over. They might also see my fears in my countenance, in my tears, and also in my trembling over the apprehension of the judgment that did hang over our heads. But all was not sufficient to prevail with them to come with me. But what could they say for themselves? Why came they not? Why, my wife was afraid of losing this world, and my children were given to the foolish delights of youth. So what by one thing and what by another, they left me to wander in this manner alone. But did you not, with your vain life, damp all that you by words used by way of persuasion to bring them away with you? Indeed, I cannot commend my life, for I am conscious to myself of many failings therein. I know also that a man by his conversation may soon overthrow what by argument or persuasion he doth labor to fasten upon others for their good. Yet this I can say, I was very wary of giving them occasion by any unseemly action to make them averse to going on pilgrimage. Yea, for this very thing, they would tell me I was too precise and that I denied myself of things for their sake in which they saw no evil. Nay, I think I may say that if what they saw in me did hinder them, it was a great tenderness in sinning against God or of doing any wrong to my neighbor. Indeed, Cain hated his brother because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. And if thy wife and children have been offended with thee for this, they thereby show themselves to be implacable to good and thou hast delivered thy soul from their blood. Now I saw in my dream that thus they sat talking together until supper was ready. So when they had made ready, they sat down to meet. Now the table was furnished with fat things and with wine that was well refined. And all their talk at the table was about the Lord of the hill, as namely about what he had done and wherefore he did what he did and why he had builded that house. And by what they said, I perceived that he had been a great warrior and had fought with and slain him that had the power of death, but not without great danger to himself, which made me love him the more. For as they said, and as I believe, said Christian, he did it with the loss of much blood, but that which put glory of grace into all he did was that he did it out of pure love to his country. And besides, there were some of them of the household that said they had been and spoke with him since he did die on the cross. And they have attested that they had it from his own lips that he is such a lover of poor pilgrims that the like is not to be found from east to west. They moreover gave an instance of what they affirmed, and that was he had stripped himself of his glory, that he might do this for the poor. They heard him say and affirm that he would not dwell in the Mount of Zion alone. They said, moreover, that he made many pilgrims princes, though by nature they were beggars born, 
their original had been the dunghill. Thus they discoursed together till late at night, and after they had committed themselves to their lord for protection, they betook themselves to rest. The pilgrim they laid in a large upper chamber, whose window opened toward the rising sun. The name of the chamber was Peace, where he slept till break of day. And then he awoke and sang, Where am I now? Is this the love and care of Jesus for the men that pilgrims are? Thus to provide that I should be forgiven and dwell already the next door to heaven. So in the morning they all got up and after some more discourse they told him that he should not depart till they had shown him the rarities of that place. And first they had him into the study where they showed him records of the greatest antiquity in which as I remember my dream they showed him first the pedigree of the Lord of the Hill, that he was the son of the Ancient of Days, and came by that eternal generation. Here also was more fully recorded the acts that he had done, and the names of many hundreds that he had taken into his service, and how he had placed them in such habitations that could neither by length of days nor decays of nature be dissolved. Then they read to him of some of the worthy acts that some of his servants had done, how they had subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, and turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Then they read again in another part of the records of the house, where it was showed how willing their Lord was to receive into his favor any, even any, though they were in time past, had offered great affronts to his person and proceedings. Here also were several other histories of many other famous things, of all which Christian had a view, as of things both ancient and modern, together with prophecies and predictions of things that have their certain accomplishment, both to the dread and amazement of enemies and the comfort and solace of pilgrims. The next day, they took him and had him into the armory, where they showed him all manner of furniture which their Lord had provided for pilgrims, as sword, shield, helmet, breastplate, all prayer, and shoes that would not wear out. And there was here enough of this to harness out as many men for the service of their Lord, as there be stars in the heaven for multitude. They also showed him some of the engines of which some of his servants had done wonderful things. They showed him Moses' rod, the hammer and nail with which Jael slew Sisera, the pitchers, trumpets, and lamps, too, with which Gideon put to flight the armies of Midia. Then they showed him the ox's goad, wherewith Shamgar slew six hundred men. They showed him also the jawbone with which Samson did such mighty feats. They showed him, moreover, the sling and stone with which David slew Goliath of Gath, and the sword also, which their Lord will use to kill the man of sin in the day that he shall rise up to the prey. They showed him, besides, many excellent things, with which Christian was much delighted. This done, they went to their rest again. Then I saw in my dream that on the morrow he got up to go forward, but they desired him to stay till the next day also. We will, if the day be clear, show you the delectable mountains, 
which will yet further add to you comfort, because they are nearer the desired haven than the place where at present you are. I will do as you wish. When the morning was up, they had him to the top of the house. Look south. So he did. And behold, at a great distance, he saw a most pleasant mountainous country, beautified with woods, vineyards, fruits of all kinds, flowers also, with springs and fountains, very delectable to behold. What is the name of this country? Emmanuel's land. And it is as common as this hill is, two and four, all the pilgrims. And when thou comest there from thence, thou mayest see to the gate of the celestial city, as the shepherds that live there will make appear. Now he bethought himself of setting forward, and they were willing he should. But first, let us go again into the armory. So they did. And when they came there, they harnessed him from head to foot with what was proof, lest perhaps he should meet with assaults in the way. He being therefore thus accoutred, walketh out with his friends to the gate. Have you seen any pilgrims pass by? Yes. Pray, did you know them? I asked his name, and he told me it was Faithful. Oh, I know him. He is my townsman, my near neighbor. He comes from the place where I was born. How far do you think he may be before? He is got by this time below the hill. Well, good porter, the Lord be with thee. And add to all thy blessing much increase for the kindness that thou hast showed to me. Then he began to go forward. But discretion, piety, charity, and prudence would accompany him down to the foot of the hill. So they went on together, reiterating their former discourses, till they came to go down the hill. As it was difficult coming up, so, so far as I can see, it is as dangerous going down. Yes, so it is. For it is a hard matter for a man to go down into the valley of humiliation, as thou art now, and to catch no slip by the way. Therefore are we come out to accompany down the hill. So he began to go down, but very warily, yet he called a slip or two. Then I saw in my dream that these good companions, when Christian was gone to the bottom of the hill, gave him a loaf of bread, a bottle of wine, and a cluster of raisins, and then he went on his way. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 